is Michael here, Knowledge Source, and I'd like to welcome you to today's I Love Real Estate Student Success Story. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it's spot on midday and let's get straight on into it. So I hope you have had a fantastic break over the new year, the uh, Christmas new year period of time. I hope you caught up with all your friends and family and, and you're ready to get this, uh, this year kicked off and going. Uh, Dimmer did a fantastic session um, on uh, Wednesday, uh, the other evening um, to get going as well. And today we're starting off the I Love Real Estate uh, success stories. And for those of you who know, um, every week try to find somebody that's going to give you a little bit of insight, a little bit of inspiration about what they've been doing within the Isle of Real Estate community to kind of share with you and say, you know what, if it can inspire you to get out there and do something similar to yourself or um, even just become a bit more supportive within the community, you know, then it's a great thing. So today is another very interesting story. Um, so I'm just going to put a little few little things on the Zoom here, click on those little things, which is all good to go. Um, and thanks everyone for joining us too. I can see a couple of faces. If you do want to share your videos and also type in to let us know what's going on as well as on Facebook, by all means do that. Good to see you, Tabitha, always there. Excellent. And Mark, good man, excellent. So today we have a really, uh, this is a really heartfelt story. Um, this is a story with John. And I know that um, many of you um, may have already seen and seen a bit of interaction, but those of you may not as well. And it really is about, um, coming into the community with some major kind of losses and needing to rebuild, not only from an investment side of things, but also um, from a life side of things. So um, so without further ado, let's uh, introduce John. You're sitting there, John. You're ready to go. How are you doing? Are you yeah, good to well, go? Yeah, awesome, Michael. Awesome. And thanks for the invitation and the opportunity. And hopefully, you know, if one person can get one thing out of this, it's been, it's been a success. So yeah, more, than, more than happy to open up. I love the attitude, man. Love the attitude. So, uh, so thank you so much. So, look, um, one of the first things we always like to find out is um, where were you coming from before you joined the community? Because everyone joins for different reasons. Everyone's coming from a different scenario, uh, but you were in a bit of a bit of a spot. You know, there's a couple couple of things that happened. Did you want to just just share a little bit about you know what it was like before you joined? Yeah, absolutely, Michael. Look, for, for those that, are, that have a look, I'm a, I'm a young 57, I like to, like to say, which is uh, tongue-in-cheek there. But I was a former um, real estate agent back in the mid-80s to sort of mid-90s. And I'll pump my tyres up and say I was a fairly successful real estate agent. I worked for a, a large franchise group within, within Melbourne. Um, and in 1988, probably before a lot of you were even born, um, in the number one office... In, in the state, I was the number one salesperson as far as transactions and, and income went. So I was fairly good at what I did and I thought I knew a lot about real estate. Um, I got out of real estate in 1996. I had a young family at the time. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd done it for 10 years. I'd applied to have my real estate license and open my own business, which I didn't go ahead with because I just I, I was burnt out at the ripe old age of uh, 31. So I was burnt out and wanted to spend more time with my kids. Um, got into, I suppose, the corporate life. Um, took a, you know, took a job with a company car and a nine to five job. But I always had a passion for real estate, and I was always out looking and open for inspections. Um, I was a fee auctioneer for other real estate companies who didn't have auctioneers. So I'd go out on weekends or even during the week and get paid to do auctions on their behalf. Um, 
did promotional auctions for you know, Triple M and, and all that sort of thing. I just I loved being being out there and doing things. But you know, fast forward ten years, sort of the mid two thousands, my life took a bit of a turn. I separated um, from my, my then wife in in two thousand and six. Had two kids. Um, you know, both one had just finished high school and one was just starting high school. Um, so you know, went through what a lot of people go through. Michael with separations and you know had to deal with the financial separation as well as the emotional separation and and walked away from what was a, a fairly comfortable lifestyle you know we had a you know back in back then we had a you know seven plus figure house you know we had money in the bank we used to travel overseas and I you know I walked away comf comfortable that I needed to be comfortable in myself um, but I needed to rebuild myself financially so you know I had a had a few hurdles along the way that I that I had to get through. So, um, and and sort of to add to that, in two thousand and thirteen, so my son had just finished year twelve, mm -hmm. um, and he was a young fella. He'd had a lot of hassles through his life. He'd had Tourette syndrome, ADD, ADHD. He he ballooned out with the drugs. He was on to one hundred and forty kilos, but he got through his VCE and and got an ATAR score in the mid nineties or low nineties. Which was exceptional, was getting his life back on track. Um, had lost a lot of weight. Had travelled overseas with the school that he was with, um, but then he was diagnosed with cancer in February two thousand and thirteen. So that that turned our world upside down. Um, you know, I was fortunate that the company that I was working for allowed me to keep working. I was caring for my son four days a week, Monday to Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday out of my old matrimonial home. My ex-wife was off at work as well. So I was able to work from the old home, caring for him, running him around for his appointments, running him back and forth to uni when he wasn't sick um, four days a week. And one day a week, I was in the office just doing what I had to do. So I had a, fortunately, I had an employer that was um, willing to let me do that for, for a period of time. My son sadly passed away in September 2016. So I had sort of, you know, three and a half years working from home, caring for him, putting, we all put our lives on hold, obviously, for, for, for those reasons. Um, and yeah, it, I, I needed to do something. I was, I was probably, I wasn't diagnosed, but I was probably depressed. Um, you know, there was a financial toll on, on all of us for, for what we'd been through as well. Um, I'd repartnered in that time as well. So, you know, we, I wanted to, to, you know, get my life back on track again. So, yeah, so that was, that's sort of my background before I, before I got into the community, Michael. It's, um, you know, I'd, I'd done a lot, seen a lot, but also had a lot that, uh, you know, a lot of hurdles that, um, you know, sort of knocked me down a bit. And I was, I was at a pretty low point, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mate, my, my heart goes out to you, you know, when you're talking about that, you know, like I, I, can, I can feel the emotion and I, I, I cannot understand what it would be like, but man, I just, um, you know, um, tough, you know, but you came through, yep. you came through, yeah. Yep. Um, so um, what happened, obviously, you know, you, you joined the community and there's a little bit of a, a kind of an unusual story when you did. Did you want to kind of move into that? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was funny. I said I'd always had a passion for real estate, um, and I'm helping people make money, and you know, probably helped a lot of people get wealthy through real estate, but didn't really understand it as well. And I, you know, sitting on Facebook in a in a nice luxury resort in Kowloon in Thailand, 
sitting around a pool having a few cocktails and one of the, the I Love Real Estate or Nymph, you know, things popped up on Facebook and I'd seen it before and I'd scroll through and delete, delete, you know, just kept scrolling. I'd sitting there thinking I've got to get my life back on track or our life back on track with my new partner. Um, and that was in May 2019. So I enrolled to go to the free one-day seminar, which was at the Sofitel in Melbourne. Um, we got back from Thailand and two weeks later, we went into that seminar and there and then at the end of that hearing Dimpna speak that that day, um, we signed up on the spot for the ultimate program there and then. So I just thought this is this is what I need to to get me to where I, I want to be or where we want to be. Um, so yeah, so we did that. And then in October 2019, there was the three-day boot camp in uh, in Melbourne. And mm-hmm. myself and my partner went to that. And I'm not frightened to admit this. I thought I knew a lot about real estate. I, I knew nothing about real estate. I, I was good at listing real estate. I was good at selling real estate. I had no idea about manufacturing growth, just the, the different strategies out there, the structures you can set yourself up, the asset protection, using your superannuation fund for, you know, for setting yourself up. I just, I just didn't know any of that. And I sort of walked out of there thinking, geez, I thought I was good, but I, I know nothing. So to me, it was a, those three days were, you know, for want of a better word, they were life-changing for me because it really opened my eyes as to what's possible out there. But that's, um, it's actually quite refreshing to hear that from someone like you who's been in the industry, been in the real estate industry. You know, obviously you've been around it for so many years and then to, to realise that, you know, Dipno kind of opens your door to a whole different aspect, which is the actual, you know, the professional real estate investing side of things. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, um, and, and Dipno's ads, they're everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> You Absolutely. cannot escape them. You cannot escape Absolutely. them. They just they just go everywhere. And we've had some people come along and say, I don't even know how I did it, but I started receiving these emails from Dipnur or John, and I, I just kept on getting these emails and yeah, eventually took notice of them. So yep. Yep. They, they do work, yeah. Yep, the power of social media. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, now, now what, what, how did things change for you? Like, did you, um, obviously, you've, you've got to get into a bit of a strategy and you've also got to kind of reach out. Um, you started to interact with the community and the coaches. What happened then? I did. So yeah, we did the three-day ultimate course in October and decided, right, we're, we're serious about this. We're going to go ahead. So we we took a leap of faith and we jumped on board with um, Pacific Law and, and the IPS, Invest Pacific Structures, and by... I think it was by the 23rd of December, we had a company structure set up because we wanted to we wanted to do what we knew we could do through our learnings through the community. So, you know, during the boot camp, and for those that have been to a boot camp live, it's it's awesome if you've seen it online. Um, same thing, it's awesome, but there is it's information overload. I went back to a second boot camp in Melbourne at the start of 2020 just to refresh myself because because I needed to because there is. There is so much to take in. Um, but look, we, we set our structures up. Um, I also did um, the Fast Flip Formula Bootcamp as well, which was in December 2019 uh, with, with m who are part of this community, as, as a lot of people would know. And we, we sort of decided that after that, that our strategy was we just wanted to get into a deal and do a renovation and make 20 grand, 30 grand, you know, if we're lucky, 100 grand, 200 grand, because we were coming off, a, I suppose, a low equity point from you know, having gone through a separation and my partner obviously had gone through a separation as well. 
um, we started looking at regional Victoria to, to try and find um, just something, a low entry point to get into. We couldn't afford to get into Melbourne at the time. So we were looking in regional Victoria. Um, I drove all over Victoria. You know, one of the rules that Dimson would always say is try to be within two hours of where you are because you don't want to spend all your time in the car. So, you know, drew the circle around where I needed to go and and what I did. Um, spent haunted Ballarat for, you know, all of December, January, February. Um, found a property that I thought, right, this this is the property. It was a it was an old weatherboard. It was a nice wide block, had two driveways, had a big backyard. My partner kept saying to me, John, we just need to get in and do a renovation and make just make a little bit of money to get going. But I'm like, I had a big, I had, I had bigger plans. I wanted to be a millionaire in no time and you know do subdivisions and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, one of the biggest issues I had as well was I used to procrastinate a lot. And we went back and looked at this house on three separate open for inspections, had the contract, had all that, had finance in place, didn't make an offer and then saw it come up on realestate.com as being um, under offer and then sold. and. It, I can tell you, I spent a week kicking myself. I lay in bed at night just thinking what could have been. And that really put the fire in my belly to, you know, stop making excuses, stop procrastinating. We had the structure set up. We had the finance set up. I didn't act and I missed a good deal. And that property's since been renovated and sold again in just over two years. And there was about $160,000 uplift for, for the owner. So... You know, take out the 20 or 30 he spent on the renovation, there's 100 grand you're sort of sitting there looking at and, you know, okay, you might have to pay a bit of tax. But I, I sat there just thinking what could have been and that could have been my first deal. But, but we, we let it go. So it's, so that, it's, it's such tough. a good point. It's such a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that as well. Is just that, you know, you kind of doubt yourself or you're not confident, whatever it is. And then, yes, I can under, understand that totally. And then once you miss out and you see what, what's occurred, that's it. It, it, yeah. uh, it gets you gets you fired up to get, get back in there, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just wanted to, to clarify, did you want to mention a little bit about, um, were you leaning on the coaches, the, the ultimate coaches as well? Can you, because yeah. I think you mentioned a little bit about that. Can you let us know how they've helped you and, and, and what you've done to, to lean on them? Because I, could, I tell you, they do an amazing job and, and, and we don't currently kind of mention those guys too much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'll just, I'll sort of, absolutely, I'll mention that. And, and the coaches are an awesome tool. And if you're not using them, use them because they're, they're there for that ability. I, we changed our um, target area of where we were looking. My, my partner's dad got sick uh, with cancer between Christmas and New Year 2020. So we started, he was from regional Victoria. We started spending a bit of time in his country town, which ended up being the, the country town we ended up buying in, but it was never on our radar. But um, Michael May was just a wealth of knowledge to me as I was going through things. You know, I, I submitted three offers on three three properties down there and eventually got the third property. It was a very competitive market, but but Michael May was absolutely fantastic in, I bounced the strategy off him, what I was looking at. I, I bounced some numbers off him. He gave me some advice and some recommendations. And, you know, the fact that you could pick up the phone and ring him and or, you know, or schedule an appointment or a call for when he was free was was fantastic. And it's, I think that's one of the things we take for granted. You know, there's, there's so many good people in this community and so many good coaches within it for getting platinum and, uh, as well, you know, even just in the ultimate program, the advice you can get from the people that have been there and done that is is priceless. 
Yeah, totally, totally. And Tabitha, thanks for putting in. MM is amazing. Yes, MM. <laughs> MM, for those who don't know, Michael May. And also Michael and Sarah Franks as well. They also do a fantastic job, but obviously you're dealing with, with, uh, with Michael May. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And for those of you who don't know as well, um, within the community, you can jump on the members' website and you can book in an appointment. Um, and I believe it's about 20 minutes and they will happily go through whatever you need to clarify in regards to, you know, maybe it's a deal coming up, understanding your strategy, whatever it is they're there to help you so um so use them because they're there they're, they're, you know you're you're enrolled in the program so yeah good to hear good to yeah, hear and, and just expanding on that in the community you know obviously you know dimpt has worked closely with pacific law and ips over the time and, and and wisdom wisdom finance you know we went into our first we set up our first structure we you know we took on board what dimpton said and we used the guys at ips and derek was was fantastic in in setting up our structure um Tony Height from Wisdom financed our first um, acquisition or you know, helped us source uh, that acquisition, which was great. And we've just gone through a, a refinance of, we've got our fingers in quite a few pies at the moment. So we've just gone through a complete refinance of all of our, our, our current PPR, our, my partner's former PPR and some investment or some other property we have. And we've, uh, we've used Tony Height from that as well. So, you know, as much they're as much a part of the community and the coaching, the learning as well, and the advice that you get off them because they they know what the program's about. They know what Dimpton teaches. They know what the students are looking to achieve. So, just the fact that you've got those resources there at your fingertips, I think, is a great thing as well. Mm, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. There's so much about the community, hey? Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Um, so. Tell us about because you you got straight into or you after obviously you missed out from from Ballarat and I, and I should mention as well man you, you, you've 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 had a tough run as well with 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 you know your partner's kind of you know um, father passing as well it's like yeah. oh you know a tough one um, so look you did you did get into a get yourself into a deal um, do you want tell tell us about that. Yeah, so as I said, I've touched on with my, my partner's father getting sick. We'd never looked at his little community town. We'd been going down there caring for him. He ended up moving up uh, to Melbourne with us in April 2020 just so that we could care for him. He, he sadly passed in August 2020. But, you know, in that time, we, we got to know his hometown. Um, and I went down there and the market was booming. So 2020, it was just, you know, COVID had, had just sort of hit as well. Um, the first property I looked at, it was a, a massive weatherboard on a, on about a third of an acre, could have got easily two behind the house. The house was at the front, was a, a great renovation. They were asking $271,000 for it, which was a bit funny. Went down to the first open inspection, the place was just swarming with people. Uh, on Monday, the agent rang me and said, what do you want to do? We've got offers coming in. He said, we've had offers at full price. And I said, well, the owner should take it. He said, we've got that much interest. We're going to open it again the next Saturday. And then we'll call for offers on the Monday and we'll submit whatever offers they have. So in between that time, madly rushed around, got my finance organised through, through Wisdom. Um, I made an offer of 280000 They were asking two seventy-one, and I got smashed out of the ballpark and sold for $320,000. So I thought, wow, the market's really moving, which gave me great confidence down, down there in that little town. Second deal we looked at was around about the Anzac Day weekend. Again, another solid old weatherboard on the corner block. Um, asking two fifty for that, I offered two forty nine. Got beaten. Someone has uh, who 
had was aware of this community but had, had done a similar program bought it and flipped it i ended up becoming fairly close with them i walked just knocked on the door when they were doing the renovation and got fairly close to them but they bought it just to flip and they they paid 250 for it and sold it for 410 wow four months after they'd uh, they'd settled on it so again it gave me great confidence that there is money to be made with the right strategy third property came up in that town um it must be something about corner blocks it was a little two-bedroom weatherboard on a 740 square meter corner block they were asking 225 i went down to the first open inspection same thing swarming with people and i thought i'm not going to miss this so i offered 230 and we were successful so that uh, that got us going the strategy was to do a flip on the front and do a subdivision and build a new unit at the back which we the way the numbers were stacking up it would have been cash flow positive or if we sold it we could have pulled out a, a big chunk as well so yeah. i gotta say john I, lo I, lo I love how you're learning each step of the way you know you go one you miss one out but you're kind of going that's giving you confidence about the market and then of yep. course you know and then if you miss out again and what are you doing you're actually going knocking on it and knocking on the door and actually finding out what the guys are doing so yeah, yeah great yeah. so i was just going to say and one of the, one of the key things that i learned through getting this deal and being successful was the property needed restumping i went down I only i went down to the first open inspection and a couple of the corners were sagging a bit you could see that and i thought Oh, yeah, two of the corners need propping up in the house. I didn't look under it. I just thought, yep, that'll be fine. You know, maybe five grand in, in, in my budget to, to prop up those two corners. Um, we bought the property in July 2020 in the middle of COVID. We settled in early September, so it was a very quick settlement. Um, but that was when Melbourne went into the restrictions and you couldn't leave You couldn't leave Melbourne. You couldn't go further than 5K from your home. So we didn't ended up not getting down there full time until sort of November. But... In starting the renovation, we got some people in to look at the restumping, and the whole house needed restumping. So all of a sudden, my due diligence of you know five, six, seven grand to restump a couple of corners turned into quotes of fifteen, twenty, thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars. So you know, for those out there that uh, are going through something, make sure you do your due diligence. This is still going to be a profitable deal because of the way the market's gone. We we got in at the right time, and I think I got the last genuine corner block bargain in this town but it just goes to show that you know again i thought i knew what i was looking at by you know looking at a couple of corners i didn't look under the house and when, when the the stumper was down there it had been re-stumped obviously many years ago the house was about 60 years old but it had concrete stumps under there but there was like a concrete cancer going through it some of the stumps were just basically the metal wire through the middle of it so it turned out there was a massive uh -huh. drainage problem so, you know, it's as much as it, um, I was happy with the purchase price, it's, it, you know, the numbers ended up sort of piling up a little bit more. So due diligence is your best friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so how does that, how does that look now? Because you're looking at now um, possible subdivision, is that right? And then Renault, yeah? Yep, and if so you, we, yeah, no, go on. I was just going to say, yeah. So, so where, where are you at with that now? Okay, so fast forward a bit, it's been well over 12 months now. So, you know, with, with COVID hitting us, um, my work, my, I hate to say it, my job was fairly demanding as well. So, you know, I didn't want to do things remotely and have other people do things. I wanted to be sort of hands-on. We were fortunate that we were, you know, we, we bought in at a low entry price. It was costing us under $200 a week to hold, which we were able to service, but it was going up at a rate of, you know, over $1,000 a week. Just the way the market was going so i didn't have a lot of pressure on me to to speed things up 
Um, but we've we've got the we've got the house. We've applied for the subdivision. The the subdivision has been approved, um, subject to meeting you know some some water board conditions and drainage and you know your power connections. So I've got all that done. But you know again in my learnings and and just looking at different strategies now, I'm, I've got a different strategy in mind for this property, which I'm currently sourcing some finance for. Um, if I can get that finance organised for, for the strategy that I want to apply to the property now, I will go ahead with that. If I can't, I'll go back to having the subdivision and renovating, you know, completing the renovation on the front one and, and flipping that over as well. Isn't it, isn't it awesome to have a multiple different strategies that you can kind of like, you can make a selection to, you know, you can go, you know what, I can go in this way, that way, and you've, you've, got, you've got choices there. And that, that's, that's the thing that really keeps me upbeat about this community is there are so many strategies out there that you can do you know whether it's rooming house airbnb subdivisions um you know there's just there's just so much you can do from a residential perspective you know you can knock down and rebuild you know there's the town that i'm in there's little estates popping up all on the outskirts this one's right in the heart of town i could probably put a nice house on it and and, and get a good return out of it there's just so many just opportunities which I, I just wouldn't have even thought about when I was supposedly a good real estate agent. So, and that's what I love about the community is, is, is the, the availability of resources to learn about what you want to do. Absolutely. And now how is it, how has it gone? Because the market's been moving. How is it situated now? Because those, like obviously the subdivision hasn't gone through as yet and so forth. So there's still, it's still in the process, yep. but uh, the market's moved, hasn't it? Absolutely. So we settled on this in uh, September, 10th of September 2020. We settled on this. We paid 230000 for it. I could probably put it on the market now at three fifty and probably get it, um, even with a, a, a three-quarter gutted two-bedroom weatherboard on it because it's a corner block and it's sort of in the heart of the town. So it's it's made well over a grand, you know, probably you know close to two thousand dollars a week for us, and, and costing us you know costing us two hundred dollars a week. So again, that hasn't that should have driven me to 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 move and do the next deal, but but it hasn't stressed me because of the way the market's been. It might have been a different story if the market was going backwards, but you know we've just been fortunate, and the, and the timing was great, Michael, for us. Yeah, and um, and for those of you who've been listening into Dipna recently as well, she's talking about how the market is moving, um, and she's been kind of giving us more than enough warning about what's been going on, and you've just made the decision at the right time, um, and you've just yeah, you haven't the strategies haven't even come to completion, and yet you're in what over 100, 120 Absolutely. odd grand, and it's just you you know the strategies are, are not even you know to full completion. So yeah. yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Well, I settled in September 2020 and I paid 230 for it. There is nothing in this town available now on the market under 350. You know, it's just yeah. that's how much the market's gone. So that that's that's been a bonus. You know, it's the, the timing's been great. Yeah. Now, Tabitha mentioned um, uh, bad pest and building inspection reports have killed my last two deals. This makes me feel a whole lot better. LOL. <laughs> yeah. Tabitha, just, just on that, I. You know, the property that I purchased was an old two-bedroom. It was an ex-housing uh, commission house on the corner, um, and it had cladding on the top. It had two bedrooms, a just a horrible floor plan. It had different carpets in every room. It had different wallpaper in every room. It was horsehair plaster. We've ended up... We haven't touched the two bedrooms. We've left those, but we gutted everything else in, in the house whilst we were working on our strategy to subdivide 
and we were just going to open it up into one big kitchen living area and um, you know had a large laundry we were going to crimp a bit of that to to extend the bathroom it had the old pink bath in there it was it was psychedelic when you walked into it so i didn't bother with a building or pest inspection because i've gone you know what it's a 60 year old house yeah it needs a bit of restumping i'll be fine um you know but again I'll be doing my due diligence on, on the next ones we buy if, if that's our strategy to, to renovate, just to make sure. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Oh, pink bars. No, I don't want to get that picture out of my head. <laughs> pink bars. Uh, now, um, uh, now, you've got a few others there as well, haven't you? You've got a, you, you want to just tell us about some of the other things that you've got going? Yeah, we have. So we've got my, my, my partner's former PPR, um, which was her, her first ever home. You know, she built it with her, with her ex-husband as well. Um, she's retained that. That's uh, rented out at the moment. It's cash flow positive. It's it's in Melbourne. Um, it's in a it's in a great location. Backs onto a shopping centre and a train line. It's, it's cash flow positive. We, we so we're sitting there just with that at the moment, deciding do we subdivide that or do we put a different strategy onto onto that as well. At the moment, we're just we're consolidating with what we're doing in regional Victoria. Um, with my father-in-law passing away, we, we've got some uh, a share in, in his former house in, in the town as well. And um, we've also just uh, recently, uh, um, her brother was in a bit of financial stress. So we've, uh, we've helped him refinancing and we've taken a bit of equity in his property as well, which is, a, again, another old weatherboard on a corner block in the country town. Not the same country town, but we just seem to be lucky with, with that sort of thing. So... You know, it's the sort of town where we could put a couple of, you know, townhouses on it and rent it out over the summer period for, you know, $1,500, $1,500 a week and, you know, keep or Airbnb it. You know, he can keep one, we can keep one. So we're just, we're working through the strategies on that as well. So we've got our, including our current PPR, we've got our fingers in, in five pies at the moment. Sounds like you've got your strategies pretty well sorted out to almost a cookie cutter approach there, John. Trying to, Michael. Trying to. Just got to, you know, just, just got to, got to turn the, turn the, turn the first one over, and, and then we'll be, then we'll be, we'll be going. But yeah, look, we, we, we know where we want to go. Awesome, awesome. Uh, now, look, the, the one thing I wanted to just find out from you is, um, is there something that you've run into that's a bit of a problem that you needed to overcome? Because it's like it's one of the things that's you know we, we hear about some of the things that have that have done well, but what is it something that that you've you know I mean you've shared quite a bit so um, yeah have you got something there? Yeah, look, probably the biggest thing was um, I, I hate hate losing, so the the fear of failure was a big thing for me, um, and just the procrastination you know that was the biggest thing throughout my life um, the that has probably held me back to where I think I deserve to be and, and should be. So, but one of the things I've found in, in the community, Michael, is that, you know, you're surrounded by like-minded people. Um, you know, you can talk to the coaches, you can talk to other people in the community. You know, I, I organised, you know, pre-sort of COVID and even in between COVID, I organised three catch-up meetings in sort of CBD and, and northwest of Melbourne just where the community could get together and exchange ideas and meet and greet. And out of that, I've formed some really good friendships. Um, you know, there's some joint venture partners in there. Some of the people that have been at those deals are now doing or currently doing you know, multi-million dollar deals. They're active on the they're active on the, the Facebook page. But I've got a connection with them now, which I didn't have. So I'd encourage anyone to get involved with the community, whether it's online, whether it's, um, you know, there's plenty of online catch-up meetings as well. 
I prefer the face-to-face -face meetings where you can sit down and have a meal and a, and a beer or whatever suits or a coffee. Um, you know, COVID's been a bit hard from that perspective of recent times, but, you know, I'd encourage everyone just to reach out and expand your community because everyone's in there for the same reason. And you'll be absolutely amazed at what you will learn from these people, but also the opportunities that that will open for joint venture opportunities. You know, there's there's cash partners out there, there's doing partners out there. All the things Dimpsner talks about is out there. So, you know, don't don't hold yourself back. If, if you've got a, a fear of um, meeting up with people or talking to people, try and get through that because it'll be the best thing you ever do. Mm. Mate, good, good to hear. Can you can you just um, let us know, like, why did you decide to, you know, create a bit of a group and, and, and connection point? Because um, um, it would be, you know, yeah, I, I think it'd be great for, for other students to, to do that and connect. But I'd want to find out what, what, what was your motivation to do that? Um, I don't know whether you've already picked up on it yet, but I, I don't mind talking a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I picked, picked up on that a little bit, John. <laughs> and, and I love being around people that are successful and like-minded. Um, you know, I, I like to think, despite the fact that I've just said that I, I procrastinate a lot, my role in my work is I manage a team and my job is to keep my team upbeat and always chasing and always doing what they've got to do to be successful. So whilst I was talking the talk, I probably wasn't walking the walk in my personal life. So joining this community, you know, went to the, went to the first um, Ultimate Bootcamp with, you know, I think, you know, probably three or 400 people in, in the room at the Sofitel and, they get you up and you know, shake hands and talk to people you've never met before, introduce yourself. I didn't have a problem doing that. My partner was hated doing that sort of thing. That's, that's just not her. But to me, getting out there and meeting more people is the best way to open yourself up, but also just open up the opportunities that you've got. So, yeah, I, I just... So, I just, oh, look, I, I, I spoke with... Um, became fairly close friends with, with a lady... Um, that lived near us when we did the fast flip community and we said we should organize a dinner mm -hmm. so the four of us you know her and her husband and ourselves we caught up at a at a pub and had dinner and we said you know what we should all organize a big meetup out this way so we did the first one i think we had about 25 people come to it which was great no one no one knew anyone but people turned up and we had people and this was up in tullamarine up in up in northern melbourne we had people come from frankston from Geelong um, and from across Metro Melbourne, which was great. Um, COVID hit, I organised a second one at the same venue and I think we had about 21 or 22 people turned up. A couple of people came back, some new people. And then I organised one. One of one of the community members um, owned a Thai restaurant in the city, but he was also doing, um, again, at the time of COVID, he posted a question on there about, um, he had a lease on his shop in the city and he posted, posed a commercial question because obviously with the rent restrictions and everything that was happening. And just from that, I sent him a message. He said, oh, you, you know, you, Thai's, I, you know, I've been to Thailand a lot. Thai's my favourite food. He said he had, or he was Thai and he said he had a Thai restaurant in the city. So I said, how about we organise a meetup for you, which will help you through COVID being tough, but also great to meet people. So we organised a meeting. It, it was called Thai Tide in Burke Street in in Melbourne, um, still open, but not to the public at the moment because he's struggling with staff. But um, we had 24 or 25 people come there, had some platinum students come along. And again, it was just, we, you know, just a bit of, bit of paper. Everyone puts their name, phone number, emails out. I circulate that to everyone afterwards. And then and people just keep in touch from that. So again, just a, a great networking opportunity. 
John, I, I remember that because I, I saw that on the on the on the thing. It's I mean, like this is the thing that I really love about the community is the fact of you know everyone supporting each other in what they're trying to do, uh, and also where they're at. Um, so such a yeah, such a beautiful thing to do, you know. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, during COVID, I mean, especially if you had a restaurant far out, uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. But, you, you know. Yeah, so, even with even with that, Michael, like we were talking about the property that we'd purchased, but we didn't give away the town we were we were talking about. But then one of the ladies um, that was at the at the the dinner, she said, "Oh, she just purchased the property in regional Victoria," and she mentioned the town that she bought it in. And we said, "Oh, well, that's the town that we're in." So now we've so now we talk a lot. She's purchased the property there, which she's going to subdivide as well. So so we talk about a lot. You know, which town planners we're using. Um, you know, good tradies and all that sort of thing. So again, just through that meeting, we've formed that connection and, and we're trying to help each other out on, on, on our respective developments. How cool. You, you help out help out a, a student who's got a, a restaurant and you help out yourself and you help out other students in, in doing investments. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Now, uh, Jess has just mentioned, uh, can't wait to do the real live events with a bit of a thumbs up there, Jess. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hang on to catch up with real people rather than just in these screens. <laughs> yeah, Are you really real out there? <laughs> yeah, and you will get to see Michael at the back of the room weaving his magic and coordinating everything. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah, look, it's 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 a, a very different energy when you're in that space um, and, and hanging out to get those uh, back and going again. So, yeah. Hey, John, do you have a bit of a, uh, an idea in regards to how you approach a joint venture? Like, I, I'm not too sure if you have you, you haven't done anything, any joint ventures at the moment? No? No, I haven't, Michael. It's, I've, I know plenty of people I could lean on that are um, cashed up, which is good, but at, at this stage, I haven't, haven't gone down that path at this stage, but I'm, it's certainly one of the paths that I, I want to go down um, because, you know, I want to, you know, my partner and I are 57 and we've got a, a fairly ambitious goal. I'm sorry, I'm 57. She's 56. She turns 57 on Valentine's Day. How dare oh, I? Cool. Yeah. Um, cost me a double whammy on Valentine's Day, but anyway. Um, but we, we've, we've got a, a fairly ambitious goal coming off a fairly low base, as I said, because we have, we've had to rebuild, but we want to be, you know, retire by the time we're 60. We want to have enough equity behind us and some cash flow that we can do that. So joint ventures uh, are absolutely uh, on the radar. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, awesome, awesome. Um, now, I, I think that's pretty much the, uh, you know, the most of what I wanted to kind of talk about with what you're doing deal-wise. Would you have a bit of an idea of... Um, where you've kind of improved from, from from a deal or an equity point of view? Because you've obviously got, is is uh, it looks like it's about 120 uplift in equity purely just from your choice of and, and getting in at that point in time. Is that is that correct? Is that about the? Yeah, look, absolutely. And look, obviously we've we've benefited from just the way the market's gone even before we've we've completed this strategy. But there's you know there's a, a much bigger upside out of this project if we if and when we complete it one way or another. There, there's a there's a great uplift. Um, you know, we, we fell into the other property, you know, with the father-in-law passing away, we've got a 50% equity in that, but, you know, so I don't sort of, sort of count that one. And the other one where we've helped out the, the brother again, that was, you know, we've, we've borrowed some extra money to help him out, but taken some equity in his property. But again, there's, there's opportunities down there, but I suppose, you know, the time that we joined the community was, was a good time because the market was flourishing and, and look, we're, we're in a better position than what we were. Um, in 2019, before joining, for two reasons: one, we've, we've now, we're now in the property market properly, as 
as investors, but also just we've taken, you know, we've been able to go along with the ride with with the, you know, just the growth that's been happening in the industry. Mm. So that's that's it from the from the the investing side of things. How how have you kind of changed from a life side of things? Obviously, um, one of the things here is you know you're, you're obviously getting into rebuilding your investments, but also mentioned about rebuilding your life. Do you want to share a little bit about how that's kind of occurred within the? Yeah, yeah. Look, obviously, with everything I went through, it you know I had a, a very low point. Um, you know, going through the separation, losing my son, um, you know, that was, you know, no one wants to have to go through that, but that's, that's the reality of life, having the father, losing the father-in-law in amongst all of that as well. But um, I've got a new lease on life, Michael. I, I was heavily involved with the, the combat sports industry. I used to do a lot of commentary for fight shows around the country. Um, we had our own show on Foxtel, did a couple of shows on Fox Sports as well. So I was, a lot of my weekends were, you know, sort of pre-2000 and probably 2015, I stepped away when my son was getting really sick. I stepped away from that. But prior to that, you know, I'd be interstate commentating shows or, you know, doing shows in Melbourne or doing post-recording. So I was consumed with that life. Like I had my day job and then that was, I had a life outside of that. But I stepped away from that community. I found the real estate community. I've now totally stepped away from, from the combat sports industry. I got a call the other day to commentate a show on the, the 25th of March and I, I declined even though it was a good payday. Um, I just, I've now immersed myself in, in the I Love Real Estate community and what we want to achieve out of it to, because I said, I want, to be, I want to be sitting back in you know, three years time with my feet up on a lounge chair in Thailand or Cambodia and, and you know, having the freedom that, that this this opportunity can give people, because there's plenty of people out there that are a lot younger than me that have got in and are successful, and it's it's now their their full time job for want of a better word. But you know, they, they say you you never work a day in your life if you love what you're doing, and I love what I'm doing here, and I just want to get to that stage where I can decide what I want to do each day. Mm-hmm. And how how confident are you? that you're on the way? Absolutely confident that I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. I probably need to supercharge that a little bit more. I'm, I'm contemplating jumping into, as much as the, the Ultimate Coaches have been fantastic, I'm contemplating um, enrolling into the Platinum course because I think I need that 12 months of supercharge to get me going. I know what I want to do. I, I drive past deals all the time. I go, there's a deal there, there's a deal there. Um, you know, should I be branching out into the JVs? I probably don't know enough about the JVs to do that, but I can see deals everywhere I go now because just, I suppose because of my knowledge of real estate, but also it's always been a passion. Even when I wasn't in real estate, I understood what I was looking at. So I think I need, for me, I think that's what I need to do now to to get ahead. I said, we've got our finger in five properties. Um, you know, we're, we're getting some good equity behind us. Um, when I finish this project, Whichever strategy I end up with, there will be a chunk that will come out of it or it will be cash flow positive. So I just need to supercharge that and get that finished. And then I just want to do another deal and another deal and another deal and just just keep going. It sounds like you've got a fire in you now, John. <laughs> I, I have, Michael. I, I have. It's, you know, it's, I am passionate about it. I talk about it a lot. One of my staff is enrolled in the ultimate course as well because he, he was a young fella and just, you know, through talking at work, you do. And I told him what I was doing and he got a little bit more 
enthused about it and I uh, he went to one of again one of Jim from his one dayers um, and then he signed up to ultimate as well so you know I'm absolutely I'm passionate about it and I'll chew anyone's ear off if they want to talk real estate <laughs> good on you good on you it's infectious in, a, in a good way in a good way absolutely absolutely <laughs> good good um so a little bit more is, is there anything else you want to mention about how your life is different now to when you started I think it's just the positive mindset that that I'm creating for myself and my partner and, and those around us, but also the community. You know, I, I first, you know, rightly or wrongly, first thing I do in the morning, I jump on on Facebook and have a scroll through and look at other people's success. I, I love looking at what other people do. You know, Fung in Adelaide posted something this morning and you know showing the renovation she's doing over there. She's she's absolutely killing it over there. Um, I've, you know, I just like to follow other people's success because instead of being stuck in a rut and, and just not getting out and doing things, I try to turn the TV off and not listen to all the gloom and the doom. And I try to focus on on the positive aspects of life. I've got quite a few of Dimpton's books, which I'm just starting to get my head into, which I hadn't for, for quite a while. I just want to surround myself with good like-minded people and you know, to put it bluntly, cut the crap out of what's been going on the last couple of years. Um, you know, it came on the back of me having some own, my own personal demons that I had to deal with. COVID hasn't been easy. I've had to keep my staff upbeat about it as well. Um, I, I just, I just want to be around positive people that are having a positive impact on on, on thing, everything they touch. All right, awesome man. So nice to hear. So, so nice to hear. So, um, you, you mentioned a little bit about the the, the staff member. Yeah, you know, that, that obviously kind of joined as well. Um, what? Is there anything else that you want to tell us about what you tell others about the I Love Real Estate uh, program and the community? Yeah, look, I think I think it's just about the opportunity that's out there. You know, whether whether you've got no money, whether you're a single person, you know, you, you touch on joint ventures. There's people out there doing deals without having their own money. Now, I that's not a strategy I've gone down, and as I still haven't quite got my head around that. I'm happy to admit that. But there's people out there going into deals with with no money and making money out of it, and that's that's you know we look at the what we're doing today, Michael, talking about student success stories. Go back and look at the other success stories. You know, get onto the to the members only website. There's some great things on there as well, where people have come from overseas and arrived with nothing, and now they're they're doing you know multi million dollar subdivisions up in Sydney and you got as an M you know in the fast flip community you know who had their own you know, battles to go through and they've done 20 or 30 flips or something. Um, you know, the ultimate coaches that are out there, the, the, the platinum coaches that are out there that are just sharing their deals. One a fellow that was platinum that was um, down in the Geelong area, um, he was doing a flip down there and I reached out to him and he said, come around and have a look. This was when the father-in-law was in hospital in Geelong and he was mm -hmm. in the middle of a, doing a flip and he said, come around and have a look. I'm happy to share what we're doing with you. Just reach out to people and you know ask the question because you'll find most people say happy to help you or happy to show you or mm. happy to happy to talk to you about it. So it doesn't have to be a coach; it can be anyone out there. If someone's posted something and they've had some success, talk to them about it. Awesome, man. yeah, yeah. The community just yeah, it's hard to actually describe it, isn't it? It's one of those experiential things. It's like when you're involved and you see what happens, it, it is there, but you do need to reach out and to, and to lean into it. 
know? And, and, and again, just the, the fear of, you know, when I organised one of the dinners, I had a lady message me and she said, I'm very nervous about coming to this. I don't know anyone. I don't like introducing myself to people. Can I sit next to you on the night? And I said, absolutely. And so I had a good talk to her and I sort of worked out who she was, you know, as she was walking through the door and I walked up and, you know, gave her, a, gave her an embrace and sat her down and I introduced her to people. And by the end of the night, she was just so relieved that she was able to come along. So, again, if you've got that fear of meeting people or reaching out, reach out to someone else. And you know, talk talk to them privately. I don't care if anyone rings me or messages me and says, you know, hey, do you want do you want to catch up and have a chat? I'm I'm happy to do that. I've 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 got no fear of doing that, and I'm happy to help others and and help them if that helps them one you know one bit. I'm happy. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, now we had a, a comment here, and that was, uh, I'm having a hard time getting hold of tradies I need at the moment. I get discouraged after trying to contact them several times and never hearing back for them. John, have you got any advice for them? Uh, yeah, tradies are hard. They, they really are at the moment. I, I'm lucky. I, the, the town that I'm in, um, there's quite a few of my partners' relatives down there who either are tradies or, or, or know you know, the neighbours with trade. So I've been able to lean on a few. But, you know, when, when we were looking at the restumping, um, there was no one in the town did restumping. So, you know, the nearest companies that did it was sort of, you know, an hour away. So some some were just flat out not going to do it. Um, a couple came down and quoted and they said, yeah, but it's like a six-month wait to, to get things done. So, and that was back in, in sort of 2020, early 2021. So it's just the market's gone gone nuts you know people have been at home they're doing renovations as well because they haven't been able to you know the discretionary spends they had to go overseas or whatever they haven't been able to do so they're putting putting up deckings or renovating or extending so tradies at the moment are you know they can ask what they want and if you want to pay it you'll get it but there's also a waiting list as well so you just got to keep trying and just keep chipping away. But, you know, Dimson talks about, you know, building your A-team. Well, if, you, if you're set up in a certain area and you've got a certain strategy, if you get on to a good one, hang on to them because, um, you know, they're, they're always there. You're always going to need them. But, yeah, just try and build that A-team. But, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, look, good, good. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to, to share? I think we've covered everything that we wanted to. I don't know if there's anything else that you're... No, look, again, I just, look, I'm fairly raw and open when I talk. I'm, I'm happy for anyone if they want to reach out to, you know, just message me on through the, through the through the group. I'm happy to talk to people, whether it's via message or on phone or if you're in Melbourne, happy to catch up. Um, I'm able to get out and about. I don't have a problem driving across Melbourne to meet people. Um, I'm, I'm going to organise another, another catch-up soon, which is great whether you come to that or there's other catch-ups. There's catch-ups in Ringwood and Doncaster and down on the peninsula. Um, I sort of tend to do mine in the, the city or the northwest, but, you know, if you haven't been to one, go to one. Don't care whether it's one that I organise or someone else, but you'll meet people out of there and, and you'll walk away from it going, geez, I should have done this earlier. So, you know, that, that, that would be my advice. Don't, don't, let, don't let anything hold you back because I've been there and I've done that. The best thing you can do is just get on the front foot and, and, and engage with the community. Nice one, John. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for really kind of like being open and 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 honest. And um, yeah, uh, it, what what a change. And we're kind of like you know we'll certainly be kind of staying in contact and seeing what you do do, how those deals do come to fruition for you. 
as well. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. So, so glad to have you as a part of the community. No, you know? no welcome, Michael. And, and look, a pleasure. And look, I hope that I can uh, post a, some really good success stories up there in the in the near future. If I get this finance organised for the strategy I want to look at, I'll be don't worry, I'll be talking about it. Don't you worry about that. So and. <laughs> I'm a great, great one for sharing pictures and, and videos and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, if my, if my little bit of success can help or inspire others, um, it's, it's been worthwhile. Fantastic. Fantastic. John, thank you so much. Um, do well. I know you will. And obviously, um, it, the one thing I do want to mention here as well is that if you haven't already, please reach out to the local community groups. As John mentioned as well, I mean, obviously, he's um, Melbourne based. Um, and there are a number of groups in Melbourne. Um, and the best way to do that is to reach out into the there's a, there's a specific um, Facebook group for Melbourne students, as is there one for Sydney, uh, Perth and Adelaide and obviously the Gold Coast, Brisbane and so forth as well. So reach out, get yourself involved with those um, uh, local groups and, and, and connect up. Some of them are done via Zoom, others are done obviously via um, catching up at restaurants and other things like that. This is something that um, students, just like John has mentioned, uh, arrange for themselves. So um, and just, just on that, Michael, I see a lot of people say, oh, I'm in such and such a town. Are there any groups in that town? If there's not, create one. Say, so, okay, well, there's not one. Well, I'm going to be, I'm booking this restaurant or this, I'm going to be at this cafe or I saw one the other day, it was going to be at a food court or a shopping centre. I'll be at a food court wearing, you know, I think I'm, you know, wearing a red top or whatever. <laughs> Come along and meet up. So, you know what? Put it out there. Don't, you know, obviously, you've, you've got to be confident in doing that. But if there's not a group, just say, well, who wants to catch up? I'm going to be here at this date and this time. And if two people turn up or 10 people turn up, great. And then it just it goes from there. That's actually a really good point, John. I think we should create these I-level estate caps. <laughs> <laughs> So when you go out, you go, where am I looking for? There they are, right there. Yeah, you know what, Michael, I, I might have to quickly trademark that one, but no, that's but that look, great idea. But again, it's just, you know, as I said, if there's not a group there, create one. Because, yeah, absolutely. Because there will be people sitting, I love that, Tabitha, good on you. <laughs> there, there'll be people sitting there going, oh, I don't know what to do or I don't want to reach out. And all of a sudden, if, if there's a group there, they'll go, oh, you know what, I'll come along to that. And as I said, even if it's a one-on-one, -on -one, you know what, you've met one person you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Awesome. John, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, and everyone for joining in. Thank you so much for, for spending the time today. Obviously, this um, is live streamed into the Facebook group. You can review it at any time from this point forward. And they also go up onto the members-only website. So, um, uh, and then look, and the other thing is, if you, if you know of anybody and you think, you know what? those those people why don't you interview those people let me know uh always looking for it we want to kind of keep these going on a weekly basis um and uh you know keep this community interactive keep it inspired keep giving you insight into what's been done and um you know learn a little bit from heartfelt stories like john like john's just shared today so awesome oh, thanks michael and thanks thanks for everyone jumping on but as i said if you want to reach out just hit me hit me up on messenger and i'm happy to happy to have a chat not a problem fantastic all right excellent um thank you everybody thanks everyone from facebook as well we will leave it there have a fantastic friday afternoon uh and obviously uh, leaning into the weekend um and also be aware that uh dipner's recording from wednesday is now available on the members only website you can review it there um if you wish to no problems um and we do have a boot camp coming up 
um, in March as well as the Momentum Day coming up at the end of February. So a lot of things coming up and getting involved, staying connected. All right, we'll leave it there, hey? Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, John. All righty. Thank you. See you now. Thanks, everyone. Bye.